WSJM News Now. Team coverage from the WSJM Newsroom on News Talk Sports 94.9 WSJM. WSJM News is brought to you by the Town Crier Wire. Download your free local news app today at the Google Play Store or the Apple App Store. In the WSJM Newsroom, I'm Dave Wolf. Governor Wimmer is putting federal funding from the Safer Communities Act to local police agencies to help fight gun violence. She signed an executive directive in Kalamazoo yesterday and held a roundtable discussion with over a dozen people who talked about how guns have impacted them. When the biggest killer of children in this country is guns, but elsewhere it's cancer, that tells you that this is a, a unique problem for our nation to solve. Kalamazoo declared gun violence a public health crisis 10 months ago, and there have been three deadly shootings in the city this year. In Grand Rapids, 13 people have been shot to death so far this year. A four-year-old Allegan County boy kidnapped by his non-custodial parents has been found safe. The sheriff's office says Gordon Green III was taken by Gordon Green Jr. and his mother, Angela Etz, during a supervised visit Tuesday. Police are making arrangements to return the boy to his guardian. No Amber Alert was issued. Township officials around Berrien County are waiting on the results of a broadband availability survey being undertaken by the county. DCS Technologies is mapping the county address by address to determine where there's broadband and where there isn't. Buchanan Township Supervisor Melinda Cole Crocker tells us access is spotty in her township. We have some areas that have fantastic service. We have some that are only able to get wireless, so maybe your cell phone. And then we have some that have no access to service whatsoever, be it wireless, fiber, or any of the above. As around $6 million in federal ARPA funds are being used by the county for broadband grants to townships, Cole Crocker says residents are anxious to find out how much Buchanan Township could receive. A few townships have already applied for grants based on previous studies, but Buchanan is a little behind. Cole Crocker says the effects of the upper grants could have on Buchanan Township will be better known once the survey is done. There will be two state Senate primaries decided by voters in southwest Michigan next week. Thanks to redistricting, you may not know which district you live in. First up is the state Senate 20th District, which covers the northern half of Berrien County, most of Van Buren and Allegan counties, and extends all the way up to Byron Center in Kent County. Running as Republicans in the 20th are Eric Nesbitt, Austin Krutz, and Caleb Hudson. The Democrat is Kim jorgensen Gain. The other state Senate district you may live in is the 17th district that covers the southern half of Berrien County and extends east through Cass, St. Joseph, and Branch counties and includes parts of Hillsdale County. The Republicans running are Kim Lasada and Jonathan Lindsay. The Democrat is Scott Rex Starr. Due to the large number of counties now reporting results in these elections, the winners of these primaries may take longer to determine than in previous years. The city of Buchanan has purchased the former home of Baroda Tire on South Redbud Trail with plans to redevelop the area. The city intends to demolish the structure as well as the old feed mill structure on the adjoining Railroad Street property, then make the properties available for redevelopment. Officials say the two properties are in a prime location, which serves as the main gateway for many who visit Buchanan from the Chicago area. Community Development Director Richard Murphy said the project represents a strategic move as Buchanan looks ahead to a new chapter of revitalization. The biggest construction project Dwajek has seen in recent memory has been approved. The city council on Monday awarded contracts worth about $8 million for major improvements to the wastewater treatment plant and sewer systems. According to Dwajek's city manager Kevin Anderson, Dwajek has been working since 2018 to secure the funding through the USDA, and the city council approved more than $10 million in loans on Monday. Both of those loans are at 1.8% for 40 years, so um, it's a good deal, a good price to be able to construct in today's dollars at less than the rate of inflation. 
The city expects to close on the deals by mid-August and begin work shortly thereafter. Nearly $6 million of the funds will be used on the wastewater treatment plant, with about $600,000 for repairing the city's 100-year manholes and about $1.5 million for sewer system improvements. The U.S. Senate has given final approval to the Creating Helpful Incentives for the Production of Semiconductors for America, or CHIPS Act. Congressman Fred Upton tells us the bill would fund $52 billion in incentives to boost domestic semiconductor production and research. He notes there's been a shortage of chips in the United States. We've had a real issue with manufacturing across the country over the last number of years now because the chips that were produced in this country were at one point were 40-50% of the world's chips were manufactured here. And now those supply chains are gone and that number that was 40 or 50% has dropped to about 13%. Since China shuts down so often due to COVID, supplies from that country have been less reliable. Upton says the solution is to make more chips here. With Senate approval this week, the bill goes back to the House Upton says he believes the chamber can approve it before heading home at the end of the week. And a couple of classic welcome signs have been restored and installed along US-12 at the east and west entrances to the village of Three Oaks. The village council's Joe Hinman tells us the roughly 10-foot signs used to be posted in towns decades ago, but were most recently sitting next to a garage in a resident's yard. About a year ago, some volunteers had the idea to fix them up and put them back out. The signs were restored and posted along US-12 about a month ago. It's been a long time since we had, you know, a nice kind of more unique welcome sign. And I think it's just a lot more um, just pleasant and nice. The signs themselves are uh, noticeable and they're classic, but they're uh, going to be new to a lot of people. And it's just a kind of a more homey, pleasant welcome to the to the village as you're driving through or in or whatever you do. Hinman himself sanded and cleaned up the welcome to Three Oaks sign while a friend repainted them. He notes a lot of what the village does is on a volunteer basis, as this project was. He's not sure how old the signs actually are, but he remembers them being at Carver Park when he was a child. Download the News Talk Sports 94.9 WSJM app and listen online anywhere. In the WSJM Newsroom, I'm Dave Wolf.